Hello, and welcome to Culture U3. This is a podcast for widowers, helping you reconnect with life, love, and purpose. If you've lost someone, this is the place for you. Welcome to another episode of Coaching You Through. This week, I want to talk about what happens when your crystal ball breaks. And the background to this is when Alina and I were married and we got into the later years, the kids were older, um, we knew pretty much how our lives were going to go. We knew when they were going to school. We knew when they were going to graduate. We knew when we were planning on retiring. She was going to retire first. Uh, She had a lot of years in and uh, would be able to leave sooner than I, and I would leave a few years after her. We were going to have a home in Mexico so that we could uh, live there part of the time at least, visit with her in-laws, and travel. So many places we were going to go. The same kind of trips that we always loved taking where we would have this thing where we would start out with only half of the trip planned, and the other half was somewhat unplanned. We knew things we wanted to do, but we didn't have anything scheduled. We even went so far as, which is kind of insane when I think about it, not planning the uh, hotels that we would stay at. We'd go to a city and have a room for half the time and just figure out where we wanted to stay the rest of the time. That happened more than once. Uh, But after she passed, there was not really planned uncertainty that was sort of exciting and fun. There was just uncertainty had no idea anymore. There's a period of time where you really can't think about big picture items, even small picture items. So the idea of, you know, the boys going to school and where they were going to go to school, where they were going to go to middle school or college and, and when they were going to graduate and, and questions about retirement, all of that went out the window. But what I want to talk about also is how to get back to a place where you can start envisioning the future again. For some of us, the fog that we're in and the feeling of being lost and disconnected um, is so profound that we just need to acknowledge it's going to take time and there's not a clock on it. And everyone has a unique pattern in which they're going to to grieve and be able to to regulate themselves again in the future. And we have to allow for what that looks like. And while we're going through that, that support network of family and friends uh, becomes critically important for helping uh, keep things moving. You know, as we've discussed before, your spouse passes away, uh, but letters keep coming. Mail continues to come. Amazon still delivers things to your door. Nothing in the world stops except it feels like your whole world has ground to a halt. And it takes time to get to a place. And it takes care, uh, whether that be in the form of self-care, exercising, eating right, getting out for walks, talking to people, therapy, counseling, coaching, all the things uh, to slowly get back to a place where you are able to plug into the world and start functioning again. Uh, and allow for that, and to give yourself the grace of not being able to or not wanting to get up and do certain things 
on certain days. Some of you may have a different experience in that you're actually very busy. You, you don't want to or can't sit still because you are running away from that sensation and, and the activity and the, the busyness allows you to, to feel better. And, and that's fine too. Uh, there's not a rhyme or a reason or a way in which this thing should proceed. Uh, what I'm really saying is to be aware of, to be sensitive to, and to be graceful with the way in which you are going through your grief process. And it may take others to help reflect that back to you so that you understand it. And so those relationships are important. Uh, but allow for your process to be your process and do not be ashamed of the way that you're proceeding and do not judge yourself for how you're proceeding. One of the things that happens is you go from a place of knowing with full certainty, even though, in fact, you you might not actually know what you think you know, right? I mean, you have all these plans and uh, ideas and things will would have changed then as well but you felt more in control. And in this moment, I felt just wildly out of control. And that uncertainty about everything made it very, very difficult to, to move forward in any one area. But this comes up periodically, right? You still might have some of this stickiness from, from uncertainty. And so what I want to offer is that uh, the uncertainty will not go away. It may in certain areas, but it might not entirely. And so what I would suggest is let's change our relationship to uncertainty. So, for instance, if you have a thought that says, I don't know, and that thought is causing you to freeze, to stop, maybe we can shift that thought a little bit and say, I don't know everything. Now, for me, and maybe for you, that thought has a little more wiggle room. The one, I don't know, is definitive. It's absolute, but I don't know everything implies that I do know something and that maybe that something is enough. Another one that might help is I don't need to know. So this is for me, another thought that says it's not a requirement that I need to know. And it's actually freeing. I can feel lighter when I say that thought out loud. So Again, it's not the idea of uncertainty that needs to go away. It's not uncertainty itself. It's just the relationship to it. And if you can feel empowered in that you, you know enough or that you don't really need to know in order for things to start working out or getting done in your favor, then that's a powerful first shift. So that shift in thinking is going to change how you feel and it's going to free you up to take more actions that you might need to take. So the next recommendation is really quite simple and it flows from this is ask. Just ask someone. I, I had so many remarkable experiences and I still do today uh, that if you just reach out and ask someone a question, don't be afraid of appearing dumb or not knowing. I'll give you an example. Alina used to cut Pablo's toenails. And uh, at the time, him being a little boy, uh, he had the tiniest, tiniest toes. And I can recall, I didn't even know where the, the baby toenail clipper was kept. 
it was just one of those things that was out of my view. And he's developing these eagle-like talons on his toes. I mean, I laugh about it now. It's a little embarrassing, but um, but yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I had the the adult toenail clipper, and my hands are shaking. I'm afraid I'm going to take the entire top of his toe off. Um, but it was just the thing I had never done, and and I should have asked. I didn't. I was embarrassed, and so I just was going to figure it out, and I did. I mean, it was a, a small task, and it wasn't rocket science. But it's just a view into one of those other areas of your world where you you never had eyes on it. Fast forward a few years, and while I would not offer to give anyone a pedicure, I uh, don't need to have 911 on standby in order to cut my child's toenails anymore. Sometimes our pride gets in the way, and we tell ourselves, this is something I should know, right? And it's a little bit of that guilt talking. We we miss our person, and we are feeling guilty and ashamed that we never did this small thing, and, and now we're being faced with it for the first time. And so I just want you to forgive yourself in that space, right? It's It's okay. And I want you to give yourself permission, should you need, to call your your sister-in-law or call your mother-in-law and say, hey, I've got a dumb question. I'm a little embarrassed. Can you help me with this? And I guarantee you people will come over and people will do exactly that. Don't be afraid to ask because someone will help you out. They will tell you what you need to know. People are uh, remarkably willing to share their knowledge and to, to go above and beyond if you ask. So, but the first piece is getting to a place where you don't leave yourself stuck because you're telling yourself you don't know. Start telling yourself you don't know enough, and that might allow you to ask. Tell yourself that you don't need to know. That might allow you to ask. And then when the opportunity presents itself, ask someone. Ask a family member. Ask a close friend. But seek help. The last thing I want to offer is uh, something that really deserves its own podcast, and I'll, I'll do that, and, but I'll touch on it here. Uh, C.S. Lewis, who's a um, Christian author, theologian, um, lost his wife and wrote a book called Grief Observed. And in it, one of the things he says is something to the effect of, no one ever told me that grief felt so like fear. And for me, that really resonates as, as true. It feels so much like fear. One day you are perhaps falsely uh, assured that your life is certain, that your plans are all uh, coming to pass, and then they don't. One day, someone who's 50 or 30 or 25 or 10 they're there and they're gone before their time. And the stability and the consistency with which you have come to know life is suddenly upset in a way that it's hard to reckon with. So the little bit that I'll talk to about that today is this, is that the intent is not to make the fear go away, to have you become fearless, but instead to change that relationship with fear. 
And it starts with an understanding that both grief and fear are a part of life. One of the skills as widowers we have the availability to develop is to be able to move through life with fear and with grief and to have it so shape our personalities and our worldviews and what we do and how we show up that it actually allows us to make not just our life better, but other people's lives better. So many people view these things as negative emotions, things to be avoided or not felt or suppressed. But when you develop the capacity to, to truly feel these things and to allow them to take the energy that they, they put into your system and to use it to do something that makes you or other people feel better, it is a powerful, powerful elixir uh, for making not just your world better, but the worlds of so many people around you. So that's what I want to offer you today. Um, thank you for taking the time to listen. Appreciate you being here. And we will be back next week with another episode. And uh, we have a, another interview uh, coming up soon, but more details to follow a little bit later on. Okay. Till then. Thank you for joining me today. If you've benefited from this podcast, please like and share and leave a review. It helps. If you're a widower who's lost your person and you're on your grief journey, I offer one-on-one and group coaching. You can find out more at coachingyouthrough.com. That's coaching, the letter U, through.com. And on Instagram under the same name, coachingyouthrough. Till next time.